Hey Fabers, welcome back to part two of our discussion on pushing past your fear of failures with Ms. Ryan Strauss, a mindset coach and English consultant. Now, if you missed part one, this is where you press pause and go ahead and check it out. I'm so excited about what she has to share today though, so let's jump right in. Gosh, I'm so glad you spoke about that. And I just want to take a little segue here because that 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 was showed a lot of courage, right? And it showed a lot of braveness you leaving one thing and doing the next but i know that even in the midst of we're we're looking at it and we say wow right is moving to another um organization she's doing so well she's getting promoted she's doing things for herself i know that sometimes in the midst of that you as a person might be feeling a certain sense of um unsettledness like so when you when those kind of feelings arose when the, the fear of leaving um leaving one industry to go to a next how did you how did you face off on that on those kinds of you know whatever fear or insecurity or you know right sometimes butterflies whatever (laughs) (laughs) or you're scared to tell your parents that hey i quit another job Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know it's when i i chose to be a rugby player because and I wanted to be a human rights lawyer because, again, I was looking for something that stirred passion inside me and also impacted lives. Yeah. I thought as a rugby player, I can use a platform where I could, I could show women that, hey, you don't have to be the stay-at-home wife. You don't have to be a career woman. You can be a professional athlete and, and do that and be successful. And specifically, I wanted to... Um, use a platform as being a professional athlete because I wanted to make sure and show women that they could be strong on the field and off the field. And being a human rights lawyer, I can basically fight for people's rights who are not as educated as myself, who's not familiar with the law. So, you know, there is this certain mission that I have is that I wanted to not only educate people, but I wanted to empower people. And, and when I moved from one job to the next, I was like, of course, I wanted to pay the bills, but I was searching for another vehicle. I said, okay, fine. That didn't work out. Obviously, I'm not going to be professionally a rugby player because I got a concussion. I'm not going to get signed on. So what's another vehicle I could use where I am basically empowering women so i went from all these different jobs and i i committed i made sure that i was the best employee at that job because i really wanted to see if this was the avenue this vehicle for me but when i realized that this wasn't of course i was professional i said hey let me find something else you know and you know it made it very very easy when i have companies and I work for supervisors that weren't necessarily ethical and didn't share the same values. I had one supervisor who fired a a foreman of mine when he was on his day off. Second is that he was moving his mom from the the community home to hospice. Mm -hmm. And then my supervisor fired him over text. I know. And that that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to these companies. But the thing is, these companies were looking to make profits. And I was looking to change people's lives. So obviously, there's that culture of like, 
I was adding value to their company, but they were adding, they weren't, they were not adding value to me. They weren't fulfilling me. And that's what I realized when I was moving from job to job that there's, there's, they have no loyalty to me, but they expected loyalty from me. And I also know that jobs, they're not responsible to make me happy. They're not responsible for my fulfillment. I am. So I just, it, that took me a while though to really realize because you know a lot of companies says, hey, we're there for you, we'll support you. And that's just, that's just talk. But then when I, I had worked for that supervisor who fired my foreman over text, I said, this is the last time that I will ever work for someone who has questionable values to myself. Right. That was the very last time. I, was, I wanted to quit that day but I also wanted to be smart. I wanted to be financially stable. So I had to wait for a year and a half to work for that man. And I wish that I was more focused and more disciplined, but once I made that decision, I made the decision and there was no turning back from, from them. Good for you. I think it's important. You know what I found too, that sometimes the, the villains, you know, in Disney you have, the villains and you have the heroes. I think the villains in our lives help us to become heroes and sheroes. Like they, they push us and make us do more than we would have if we didn't have them in our lives. So you might have had a, a tyrant for a boss before. His value is vastly different from yours, but you now have a company that is that epitomizes everything that you wanted in that company you didn't get from your um, your supervisor uh, back then. So it's almost as if he inspired you in a twisted kind of way. <laughs> in a strange Absolutely. way. He helps you. You know, he, he made you realize, I don't want this for myself. I want something else. I want to make sure other people feel that way as well. And here you are doing exactly that. So I salute you, girl. I salute you for that. <laughs> you know, and it's always so hard when you're trying something new. You know, it's always so right. scary. But you also have to understand, yes. you're like, you know, you go in and you're like, oh, what if I don't, what if I start this, that business and it fails? What if, you know, what if this, what if this happens? Guess what? You've never done it before. So you've got to give yourself some, some grace and some understanding that, hey, this is the first time I'm doing it. But right. once you make that decision, be like, hey, this is not for me, that, then end it and then move on, you know? And that's the thing is that with failure is that, you know, we grow up in a society and just some culture all over the world that failure is a bad thing. That it's mm -hmm. like the one thing that you just absolutely cannot do when you're an adult is fail. Right. But, but you know, when I was with, you know, I was socializing with athlete, athletes and networking with multimillionaires and I've counseled with them and they said, you know, I've, I've learned that failure is necessary for success. And you need to stop using failure as something that's permanent. Failure isn't permanent. It's temporary. Right. And, and, you know, if you look at all these successful people, Oprah, J-Lo, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, whoever, you know, if you just look at their biographies, they have failed where things didn't work out much more than with things that did work out. You really do notice that there's a pattern is that they failed the most and they took action the most. 
Michael Jordan, right. when he was in high school, he didn't make his high school basketball team, which to us is like, what? Like, how could you not pick Michael Jordan to be on your team? But right. he didn't make that team. But you know what? He practiced and he kept on failing. He kept on figuring out what didn't work until he was really good at something, at being a basketball player, practice and practice and practice. And same thing with Babe, you know, same thing with Babe Ruth. He, he struck out. He always, there's his quote. He's like, I struck out more than I've actually hit a home run. What does that tell us? Like, okay, well, if I want to be successful, I'd rather fail and learn from my mistakes than not make any mistakes, you know? What is the most rewarding thing for you as in your, in your job, in your career right now? What is the most rewarding thing you find? You know, it's um, having a client say thank you for, for whatever. Thank you for doing what you do. That's never going to get old for me. I have, I have worked with a client who was in the process of getting divorced. And, you know, obviously... I'm very careful of working with divorcees because sometimes they're not mentally ready. And I have to be with my experience for doing this for so long, you know, psychologically I have to be aware where they are mentally. So then when I work with them, I'm not taking advantage of them, but you know, she was very like, she was very beaten down, you know, and for her to say, you know, thank God you, you took the, that step of being uncomfortable with where you are going of finding yourself to get me to where I am. And that to me, I'm going to get teary eyed. (laughs) That to me is so life changing for me. It's, it's, you know, obviously in business and being an entrepreneur, there's always times when things don't work out in your business where you're like, ah, you're thinking of, you'll be hitting this certain margin for the month and all of these things that might not have worked out in, in your business. But then there's those moments when your client said, Hey, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Again, that's never going to get old. I had a co I had a, I had a client who obviously became my friend and she was being passed on for promotion after promotion for five years. And she's clearly educated. She knew the products, but we just tweaked not, not just with the way she was communicating, but how she was following up with clients. And within eight months, she was promoted twice. And now she's the head of the company's sister company. Wow, okay. You know? So, nice, well done. But you know what? <laughs> It's, I am very grateful that these clients, these, these people who's heard of what I've done just through word of mouth, take a chance on me because it's very hard to make changes. Yes. It's very, very hard. You know what? I know that even if I have to do a detour, you know, going home because there's construction, I'm like, oh my goodness, because we're so used to that routine. But then having someone and trust someone say, hey, I want to make a change. You, you tell me what I need to do. That is such an honor for me and my team. It really is. For someone to just trust you with their life so they can better their life, so they can have a higher level 
so they can move on to whatever they're doing. So that's always going, always, always going to be rewarding. And that's why we always, as a team, we always make sure that we are at the top of our game. Always. That, you know, our makeup artist is constantly certified. Our spray tanner is constantly insured. Let me just tell you, as a spray tanner, it costs us more to have her insured within a year than it is for our profits. And I'm just going to share that. But these are the extra steps as a company that we do. So, you know, again, with integrity, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was saying it shows how committed you are to what you're doing. Absolutely. And, you know, it really took me a while to really, you know, when I transitioned from this being my side hustle to my full time, I'm very, I'm not a spotlight on me kind of girl. I am very behind the scenes. I'm very laid back. I am not all about being the spotlight because I really want to make sure that my clients are the ones in the spotlight. I want to make sure that their new sense of self, their new discoveries of like, oh my gosh, I am absolutely amazing and awesome and I could do whatever I want. That kind of confidence is what I want them to really show to the world. That's what I really want to push. So our team is really behind the scenes. But going to being a full-time business owner, I had to really push myself to be in the spotlight to make sure that my services are known. So that was a huge transition for me and it still is now. But I know that it's being selfish. If I don't put myself out there as a business owner and show what my services do to other, for other people, then guess what? I am preventing other people to get to the next level in their life. Yeah, because people need what you do. So mm -hmm. I mean, considering, and, and thank you for sharing that bit, because I know sometimes it's hard to get in front of your brand and, and you know, you know that you're good at what you do, but sometimes self-doubt or whatever reasons may keep us from, from getting in front of a brand and leading from, from the front. You know what they say, time flies when you're having fun and when you have a lot to talk about. I certainly hope you enjoy the second part of our discussion with Ms. Ryan Joseph on pushing past your fear of failure. Guess what guys, there's another one. We have part three coming up, so be sure to subscribe to this channel and be sure to hit the like button, hit the notification button so you know exactly when another episode is released. In the meantime, keep being good to yourselves and keep doing the most. Bye.